Are you tired of scrolling your feed only to see the highlight reel version of motherhood? If so, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Motherhood Intended Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Baird, and I'm a passionate mom here to support women like you in their unique journeys to and through motherhood. I have been through it all. We're going to be talking about things like trying to conceive, infertility, IVF, surrogacy, mom life, and more. It's time to get real about what it takes to be a mom and come together in the fact that things don't always go as planned. So here we go. Megan, you're my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Sure am. Sure am. Uh, (laughs) So excited to have you on the show. Obviously, you're top of mind. I was like, well, in my short list when I was like, okay, obviously. (laughs) I was like, okay, I am going to do this podcast and I need to talk to moms. I'm like, what moms in my life who came to mind first? And I was like, duh, you, because Mm -hmm. we talk about mom stuff all the time. So obviously I know you, but tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I am Megan. I am Jacqueline's sissy. I became a mom in 2020, right before COVID craziness hit. So I do have a COVID baby. I hate that that's a thing. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but uh, people, when I, whenever I say when he was born, like, Oh, COVID baby. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like, oh, sure. <laughs> um, yes, sure, sure, sure. Um, yes. So I have one child, Silas. He was born February 2nd, 2020. He has the coolest birthday ever. <laughs> I, f- I forget what it's called. A pal- palindrome. Palindrome. Does that feel like a word? That feels like palindrome. a word. None? Something. No, you're probably mm. right. <laughs> no, I feel like I was more right. Um, yes. So okay. palindrome. Google it. Um, Gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We just got the one. It will be three in February. Even saying that out loud, I can't believe that. Oh my God. I, three I can't believe it gone. either. My husband, Dan, and I, well, I don't know. I have to to say my husband, you know, Dan, Dan, Yeah. (laughs) uh, lately he's been going through a lot of the baby pictures and sending them to me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I know it is freaking nuts. I can't even handle it. I remember like, well, cause I saw him when he was what, like four days old (laughs) or something. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's tell that really fun story really quick for those. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know. So my youngest is also three and he's just under three months older than Megan's son. So that's awesome. And we were pregnant at the same time, which was amazing and fun. Obviously I had to go out and meet my nephew. So thank God, like looking back, (laughs) like right before COVID, thank God that being said, I was just willy nilly traveling with a, you know, two month old during COVID. But honestly it was, it was fine except for he cried a lot. Uh, remember that? No, no, <laughs> I was such a great visitor. I was such a great visitor. I was like, "Hey, congrats! You have a baby now." Mine's louder. Thought I'd bring him. <laughs> That's um, essentially what happened. Basically, yeah. what happened? It was yeah. It was, it was all the feels. Yeah. yeah. Oh my well, gosh. you freaking showed up at my door, and so oh, yeah, it was a surprise. I, re- I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole story. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it yeah. was like, I think, I think three days. It might have been three or four. Immediately after, I would say. I literally think you like came home from the hospital or maybe home a day and then we all showed up. Right. (laughs) And at the time we were living in, I'm not even going to say a 900 square foot, probably an 800 square, 750 square foot home (laughs) in Colorado where Silas was born in Fort Collins. 
yeah, so it was a very tight squeeze with two cats, a dog, and then obviously dad and I, now the babies and mom and dad were there visiting right, uh, right away as well. Yeah, um, that is a yeah. key point to this story because I didn't mention, obviously, I'm in Illinois and you're in Colorado. So like, right, hopped on a flight, I should say. Everyone's probably like, cool, you visited your sister. Like, oh, yeah. Minor details. <laughs> no. Flight um, surprise you. Yeah. With a two-month-old, you're four days postpartum. Here's the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was all weird, crazy emotions because obviously I was a couple days postpartum. I uh, mm-hmm. didn't even know what that meant, what that felt like. And all the emotions of bringing a baby home. And then I have mom and dad there. Super grateful, super excited. But I also like, in some ways felt... Uh, a little, a little numb, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just yeah. You're just like, I didn't, yeah, I couldn't process things were just, I just didn't feel myself. Obviously I just birthed a human, but right. yeah. So anyway, but it was the biggest surprise. I think it was mom or yeah, you know, mom, she can't keep a secret. And then like <laughs> when she has a secret, she acts all weird. So I just remember her you like being know. all weird and be like, no, Megan, like the doorbell rang. And she's like, no, you should open the door you should open it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Because literally they had me hang back in the car. So they walked into your house and then I'm literally like with the newborn, with my newborn in the carrier and just being like, I'll just sit here in the, and it was like snowy too. It was right. February. And and I think I had like Silas in my hands and I was like preoccupied. So I'm just like looking at mom, like you, like you open the door. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like like rude. (laughs) Yeah. So she was being all weird. So finally I opened the door. Honestly, did not expect this whatsoever. So I opened it. You're there with my brand new nephew, Noah, who obviously I've been wanting to meet at the time because he was born in November. So it'd been a couple of months yeah. and I still hadn't met him. And for the record, you were not the only one on like autopilot because again, I did it, but obviously it wasn't four days postpartum. I was like two months, but right. It was so weird. I just, I didn't think twice and I just got on the plane and like, and to see it, but I wasn't in my right mind either. I think our bodies are both there like, yay, this is a happy moment, but we're both just like, what is life? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hopping on the plane. There's been many times. I just remember with everything that, you know, had happened to you in the previous years, I was always away. I was living in Colorado and then the last couple of years living in North Carolina, but like same, same, like didn't, didn't give it a second thought something would happen or like, yeah. um, even if it was just nothing crazy. And I thought that you needed me or like, I needed to see you didn't think about it twice, like just yeah. jumped on the airplane. And it's crazy how the mind works and how that I know, followed. like when you, your body just knows and you're like, nah, I, logistics don't matter. We're just gonna figure this right. out and get there. Which I think is super important for anyone to have like, you have to have those people in your life. Like, you didn't always know what I was going through. I don't always know what you're going through, but it just didn't matter. Definitely didn't know what you were going through four days postpartum. Again, like I never, I had a C-section. I didn't even know what I was going through. <laughs> I know, like I couldn't relate to be honest. I had a C-section. Yeah. I was in the hospital. I milked that. I was in the hospital for as long as my insurance would allow me to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like you were trying to breastfeed. I didn't do that. I was like exclusively pumping. So I I didn't even know clearly, which is why I showed up at your door. And I was like, she's fine, right? You just brought on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would never, I would not want to change that for the world. I'm so happy yeah. that, I mean, it wasn't that long that we got, but yeah, I mean, at the time I just felt bad because we're all in our little house and I like, I, I could tell that I wasn't myself. So I think yeah. even like when interacting with you all, I'm just like, it's not that I'm not happy. I'm so happy you're here, but like, what am I feeling? I don't I'm know. Like, Where am Who I? am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and of course, too, you and Dan were trying to like, you know, first time parents, like trying to figure it out. And we're just like, they're staring yeah. at you, like changing your first diapers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I wouldn't change it either. It was, that was wild. And our flight there, I remember Noah, I don't think I, I mean, I've never had a baby on a plane that young, but mm -hmm. he like literally had a blowout. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're just going to do this. So then I remember I had to change him in the tiny little bathroom on the plane. Other than that, obviously he slept on the flight and then going home, we had, it was like a snowstorm, I think, if I remember. And like we had our flight was mm, delayed classic, and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was an adventure and I'm so glad that we did that. So like thinking back to when you obviously first became a mom, what are your memories of it now? Did you feel overwhelmed? Was it like an out-of-body experience? Was it peaceful? Because you had some time off work right away. Um, and mm -hmm. obviously Dan was home too. What are your memories of the first few months as a first-time mom? Yeah, I would say everything that you just said, plus many, many money, many more emotions and feelings. Yeah, all the feelings. Uh, all, all the things. I think at first we did a lot of birth classes and things like that leading up to it just to feel a little bit more comfortable. But right. in the end, like no matter what class you take, no matter what book you read, nothing's going to prepare you for what is about to come. Yeah. But I would say it was nice to have that background just on like, I hate that I'm using this word logistics, like logistics of being a but, yeah. but um, <laughs> that did help. I would say right away it was for me and just like any other new parent, completely life-changing. You obviously never knew you could love something that much in the entire world. Yes, I yeah. love my husband, but like the love for a child is completely different. Yeah, for sure. So that was the first just like overwhelming feeling. And then after that, it was like, okay, like you're getting used to things at the hospital, but then it hits in. Oh, like you're sending me home with this human. Yeah. And like, like, is this uh, allowed? <laughs> right. But I do remember we made sure that we knew what our insurance would cover, just like most people do. But they, they tried to get me out after the first day. Like I had a pretty <laughs> somewhat, <laughs> I had a pretty somewhat regular, I had some tearing, but besides that, like it was a pretty normal delivery, nothing, nothing major. How and long are you in, do you remember how long you were in labor for? I can't remember. Oh God. I don't know. I really don't know. So I think we went in, I don't know, like two o'clock in the morning and like, maybe like, I'm like totally making these numbers. I have no idea. Like 10 o'clock. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, obviously. it wasn't that long. Like it didn't feel that long. Like I, I yeah. remember going through phases and what medications I had. And then, yeah. Were you feeling contractions at home? Is that why you went in or did your water break? No water didn't break. It was actually my friend, her and like a couple other women, she put together like a little baby shower for me that day, that night. Um, oh, yeah. So we have, I have all these pictures of me and my bump, like a couple hours before <laughs> going into labor. And uh, yeah, I went home after that little baby shower. And then a couple hours later, yeah, just lying in bed. And I think I had felt like, well, I guess they were contractions, but I, yeah. think I had felt them previously, but I didn't think anything of it. The biggest thing was just like, oh, I felt this. And then like, 10 minutes later, I felt this again. And then it was yeah. just like, oh, it's still happening. <laughs> right. And so after a while, I was like, oh, this could be that. This could yeah. be that. And then, you know, it gets more severe the longer it goes on. And so after that, we were like, oh, yeah, let, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we went to the hospital and then I had always wanted medication. I was one of those people who were like, I don't need anything natural. Just give me the drugs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be a superhero. Like, I mean, kudos. kudos like I already am. I'm a woman. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't, I think it's amazing. The moms that want to do that it just wasn't important to me to not. Yeah. Yeah. Was. 
Um, so, Personal choice. Uh, yeah, but I did want to, I knew I wanted an epidural, but I knew I was good, wanted to see how long I can endure the pain before yeah. getting that. Yeah. Um, so this hospital in Colorado, they offered the, um, the nitrous. So okay. I did that for a while when I first got there in a bathtub, which was actually really, really good. Um, it wasn't yeah. even so much the nitrous. It was just like the act of breathing in and out. Um, uh-huh. It helped you calm down and helped ease the pain a little bit. So um, yeah, that, I yeah, knew I nothing did... about that until you were telling me about I Like I had no idea that was a thing. That was, that's yeah. Cool. yeah. So um, and nowadays I'm like, Hey, can, can I get, some yeah. yeah. You're like, can I, can I get some? <laughs> right. But <laughs> anyway, they've bathroom. got like a stock for like people with toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Seriously. Um, but yeah, I did that for a little bit. And then um, after that, I think I was on a bouncy ball maybe for a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I really don't remember that being like a big length of time doing those things. And then I do remember this moment in my head when I was like laying in the bed and just, it came to the point where like the contractions were, I was in so much pain that like yeah. I was crying. And at that oh, point gosh. I was like, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> the so like, white flag, like where? Right. I was always worried about, I don't think it's a thing anymore, but I had heard in the past, maybe from mom or somebody that like, there is a point of no return where in which you like cannot oh, yeah. to get the epidural. So yeah. that was always in the back of my head. So I think I do remember consistently saying, like, just talking about the epidural to the nurses, mm-hmm. just to make sure that I'm yeah, like, like, still, a thing. still on just radar. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like still on your radar. Don't forget. That's right. Wondering. Right. right. <laughs> so after that last thing of pain where it actually made me cry, well, I say that I can endure a good amount of pain, uh, but I don't really know. I want to say I can, because I think that was like true, true, true pain. Um, yeah. So at this point, they, yeah. and I, cause again, like C-sections and stuff, I've never gone through this, but are they telling you like, are you so many centimeters dilated at this point? Or you're just in labor. And then like, when it's time, like, I don't know how that all works. Um, no, they'll, um, I don't remember like the process of things, but they definitely yeah. were updating me on like how far I was dilated because yeah. Then it comes to the time where they're like, you're dilated enough. And they're like, okay, it's time to push. Gotcha. Um, okay. Literally after you get the epidural, it's like, you feel nothing. And it's the weirdest thing. It's because at that point I'm able to like articulate my words and like, like have, a- Oh, my brain cells are back. And not like, all my energy is not going towards one direct no. pain. <laughs> I'm like having conversations with the nurses, but then it started to feel weird. I'm like, am I? I'm in the hospital and labor, right? Yep. That, this is still happening. Whoa. Um, weird. Cause you feel nothing. You feel yeah. nothing. It's completely numb. I would kind so of freak after- out a little bit. I feel like, because I feel like I have no control. <laughs> right. Right. After that, it was, I think things happened fairly quickly after mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, them telling me to push and like the whole act of pushing that probably seemed the longest time out of all, like the hospital experience. Yeah. Um, but since I wasn't in the pain, it was a, it was weird. I mean, I was also nervous, like, okay. I'm like, if I can't feel, how am I feeling if I'm pushing? But like, right. Yeah. You, you feel, you still feel the pressure, like the pain is gone, but you feel the pressure, which still allows you to do the pushing and all of that. Yeah. After that, it was like game over. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember when he, well, first of all, Dan watched the entire thing. I, great for him. I (laughs) did not see anything that was happening down there. They offered me a mirror multiple times. And I'm like, I was gonna say I heard that that, that's what they do. And I'm 
yeah, I don't, I think I'd be saying, I just like, like I'm everything good. That I, right. With everything that I'm going through, like, I don't want that to be what sets me over the edge and like starts freaking out because I actually see what it looks like. Down right. There. Like you want to be able to focus. Like I, that's how I'd be. I'd be like, I, I just need to like focus on what I'm doing and I don't need a visual like right. until right. he's out. <laughs> so they finally got the hint and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But yeah. And then I remember the first little moment of reality that I'm like, oh shit, I'm a mom now is they, <laughs> he came out and they right away, you know, like push him onto me. And I'm like delusional at this point. And they're trying to tell me like, do you want to hold him? Do you want to cut the cord? Like you were trying to ask me things. And I, I remember just being like, what? what? Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I literally think I said, help, help. Because <laughs> they're like handing me this baby who's still attached to me. I'm like, what? I oh my gosh. Um, what a like smack of reality, right? Like all the, and then how they put baby on you, which obviously is like right. natural. But when it's the very first time you're like, oh, wow forever and ever like right here, here like, i don't even know how to hold a baby and <laughs> right. you're like pushing a human at me so um yeah it was very very stressful right away but then they realized that i was like freaking out a little bit and they gently placed him on me and um yeah after that i just remember saying he looked like a like a true true ass italian when he was born <laughs> like he had so black, much hair <laughs> black hair so much hair and i just remember that's he all still has he great knows. hair <laughs> yeah, still still's got it he's got a good flow mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that's all they were saying after that it was just like oh my god the hair oh my god oh my god oh my gosh I can't um, remember so was, now. Did you have, cause you know, all the wives tales or whatever, like, yeah. did you have heartburn? I for sure did. Um, mostly in like the last trimester, eh, no, maybe in second trimester too. Yeah. Um, I did, but I had no comparison. I don't know if it was like more than regular people. Yeah. Like, I just know they say that they're like, Oh, if you've got bad heartburn and it's a lot of hair. Yeah. 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 I would have been pissed if, if he didn't have a lot of hair and I had all the heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, come on. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was pretty much it. And then, um, Amazing. Yeah. After that, it was, oh yeah. Circling back to them trying to get me out of the hospital after. <laughs> yeah. So they're just like, all right, we're done here. Well, they're like, yeah, you shouldn't need to stay another day. And I like, I knew at the time I knew how much my insurance covered and right. like, I knew that we would immediately have no help. It would just be us because mom and dad or whoever weren't coming for a few days. And so like, you know, that was terrifying just yeah. figuring it out. So I think all nurses are different, but like the nurse mm-hmm. at the time, she was like, no, I, I, you don't need to stay another night. And I'm like, well, I know my insurance covers it and I, I would yeah. like to stay another night. And I think I like made something up and I mean, yes, I was still like very much like trying to figure out breastfeeding and laughing yeah. and all of that. Um, so I just kind of like pulled that out of my ass. I'm like, yep, yeah, I think I just need more time. And she's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do yeah. that. I feel like I would love to take a poll of people, especially first time moms, where you like jonesing to go home or are you like mm-hmm. wanting to stay whoever's listening i don't know let us know because i'm curious as a first time mom too as a second time mom because obviously mine was like different you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a very long drawn out four months nikki stay and then home and then i was like okay i feel properly trained this feels right can't <laughs> wait to go home and then with noah yeah i think i technically probably had like an extra day or so because of a c-section but I was like, no, you can't send me home. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I was here at the hospital. I was at the hospital by myself because, you know, Josh was home with Hunter, who was like one and a half. And so I was like, yeah, no, I can't. I I can't go. I don't know what I'm doing yet. There should be some sort of protocol that nurses are like, ah, first time mom, don't push her going home. Like, right. Insurance, see how long she can stay and just, you know, let her ease into it because yeah, then you have 
then you have no help. And breastfeeding mm-hmm. is like, I know for some people it happens right away, but also sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, it like happened, but no, so painful. Like he wasn't latching correctly. So he was getting milk, but like, yeah. it was, oh my God. The amount of times crying from that over the first like month or two was terrible. I mean, honestly, like even for, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself, but it, you know, if, if we have another child, I'm going to be that same person in the hospital being like, well, yeah. Well, and you the- know, now that once you go home, it's like, oh, shit just got oh, right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's even just like, taking care of your kids now, like when you are in the hospital, you have nurses helping you every two seconds. Even if you have your husband there, like your husband can go take a break while they're helping you. You're going to have your second child. He's going to be busy too with Silas. So it's like, you're going to need that extra help. And let's not forget, I hate how they rush you home too. Remember when you have to recover a little? I know. Like, let's not forget that. Like you, not even if you didn't push out a baby, I don't care if you had a C-section or what. Yeah. Well, even that too, like surgery, dude, like let right. You just had abdominal surgery. Right. You're all good now. Yeah. <laughs> good luck to you. You're in charge yeah. of someone else now. Yeah. But so wild. Um, Man. And now he's almost three. I can't even believe I, it. I can't even. And I think I'm curious like for other moms when they, it's been a little different for us lately because those of you listeners that don't know, Jacqueline and I just got a new nephew. He's perfect. He was born recently. So there's, there's been a lot of babies around between that. And then Dan's sisters just had their first babies as well. So in a very small amount of time, in a couple months, we got three new nephews. So there's been a lot of babies babies joining the family, babies left and right. And I, I think like seeing, I haven't seen a baby in a while and seeing these babies and being around them and then realizing that like, Silas is going to be three. It's definitely baby fever, but also just like, holy shit, they grow up so fast. Cause I'm looking at my nephews yeah. and I'm like, that was, I thought that was Silas like yesterday. And I know yeah. it's wild. Well, and I feel like, well, obviously he's not three yet. He's about to be three, but right. I'm going like to hang on to that as, as much as possible. He's yes, not he's two. Yet. He's two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hunter keeps pushing that he's five. And I was like, bro, you've got like two months, like right. stop aging yeah. yourself. Cause five scares me. I know. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, like every year gets, in my opinion, it feels like it gets well easier in some ways, harder in other ways, mm-hmm. but it's like, I feel like I finally got my brain back when the kids turned three, like say when Noah turned three, Wait, my is that youngest. when it happens. And by brain back, I mean, just because then both of them are like a little bit more independent. Like when Hunter was three and Noah was still like one and a half, I was like, okay, shit's crazy. Um, But yeah, now that it's like three and almost five, I'm like, okay, if there was a baby right now, you know, at three, (laughs) sure. Actually, no, I take that back. I'd feel a little more uh, confident if he was potty trained officially. Um, But aside from that, I'd be like, okay, like we got this. We got this. Like they can like do activities on their own now. Mm. They can talk and articulate what they need. Um, So it feels a little more manageable, I guess, because coming from someone who did two under two pros and cons, right? Like pro, everything's already crazy. So you're already doing it. Um, And you're just kind of like, oh, wait, buckle up. Here we go. Like the little ones. But then con, it's like, it's crazy. It's insane. And they're both little and everyone needs all the things. So I feel like, I don't know, when you have a three-year-old or a four-year-old and then you go to have another baby, like pros as well. I mean, pros and cons, everything, but like Mm -hmm. a little more grounded in your motherhood. I don't know. At least you know that like things only last for so long. (laughs) 
yeah, the baby stage and toddlers. And when they were both toddlers, it was like, is this going to be forever? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But of course, like we said, all the feels because, oh my gosh, I want to freeze time. Now that he's going to be, I was going to be five. I'm like, okay, I will take you at two again. Like just stay little forever. Being a mom is so confusing. (laughs) I know. I like (laughs) recently I, so he's all about, don't know if any other moms have heard this show. T-Rex Ranch is only on YouTube and there's a couple episodes on Prime, um, but he's obsessed with this dino show. And it's some episodes I'm like, okay, he probably shouldn't be watching this. Um, Not that they like have guns or anything, but like they... I don't even want to use the word shoot. (laughs) These sleepy dart blasters that they shoot at the dinos, put them to sleep so they can transport them or whatever they need to do. But anyway, it's really gotten to me that he's going to be three. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like looking at the shows he's interested in now. And yeah, like the last couple nights, I'm like, what about Cocomelon? Do you remember Cocomelon, Cyrus? Oh my (laughs) gosh, like I finally... I got him back on that train for a hot second, like making me feel a little bit better that he's listening to like those little tunes and the bunnies I and the know. rabbits. Or that's Noah, thing, but you know, Noah does the same thing lately. He's been tapping back into Coco Melon and I'm here for it because he just jumped onto whatever Hunter's doing, which is more like superheroes. And now Hunter's yeah. in there, the floor is lava, which is not even a cartoon. It's like what a real that? life obstacle course. I don't know. It's on Netflix kids. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's harmless in that, you know, they don't say anything. It's just like, yeah. but it's literally these teams and they're doing this floor is lava obstacle. And I'm like, what happened to PJ mask <laughs> right. and Paw Patrol and all the 50,000 toys you have of those. Now he wants right. to do Legos and video games and games. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Oh hang God, on to Silo, Coco Melon. Silo, I know. I know. Oh my God. Um, Not to like, switch subject but I was just just popped in my head when we were talking about just like you having two under two and like us him being three and um yes we we do think we want another one we're just kind of not that there's a perfect time but you know yeah trying to get things figured out a little bit more before we do that um yeah but uh it's also interesting that I remember being just over at your house and watching Noah and Hunter play and you know for the longest time when you do have one just one child no matter what their age like you were saying now they can't occupy themselves they're playing and it is such a very different dynamic when you're having one I mean Silas has definitely gotten a lot better about playing independently he's come a long way since he started preschool more full-time at his Montessori school but you know he still is very much like wanting the attention and wanting somebody to play with him so yeah that is what I'm excited for is like if we were to have another one eventually obviously a baby well I guess he could play with a baby um we've seen him interact with some of our nephews I'm like yeah seeing him with the nephews like he's all into it and it's so cute even though they've never seen like little babies before because Noah was the same way seeing our nephew they're like touching his head and just like Mm -hmm. wanting to help I mean I saw videos of Silas feeding your nephew a bottle and it's like even though they can't play and they're not on the same level they feel responsibility or important when there's like another little one around yeah that was another huge moment for us recently just watching that interaction happen because that was the very first nephew baby that he he met um during the holidays and it was crazy and heartwarming and just all the feels watching him interact right away had all this confidence and was like trying to go up to him and Mm -hmm. hold him, 
wanted to feed him and just was constantly hugging him and touching him and all the things. And yeah, it's just so cute. I'm sure like school has helped a lot too. And then being at Montessori, I mean, he's with mixed ages too, right? Because there's like older kids and is he on the younger side or are there kids younger than him? He's on the younger side. He was up until like a week or two ago. He was the youngest one because I think technically it goes from ages two to six. I think one or two little girls just joined that are a little bit younger than him. But yeah, it's been a wild ride watching preschool, especially full-time, just play out because he has clinged on to the older kids. He has his two besties that are Mm -hmm. five years old um, that they do everything together with. But that's so cool. I'm sure he's learning so much from those kids. That's why like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure because of that too, he realizes he's bigger than the baby. So he's like, I'm just going to step into this role. Um, But you bring up a good point. I feel like it's like a misconception. People think like, oh, one child is easier than two, two are easier than three, like whatever. But honestly, there's different challenges. Like you brought up having one child, they are reliant on your attention a lot more. Whereas like siblings can go off and play together. But then on the flip side, obviously siblings fight and mm-hmm. quarrel and do all the things. And then you've just got the one. So there's pros and cons, but I would never say that having one child is easier. It's just different right. for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 And same with having two, like two is definitely not easier. I think you had mentioned you're adding chaos to chaos. Uh, yeah. Point, but yeah. Yeah. But then in some aspects, like it is, because if they didn't have each, I remember on Fridays, only Hunter goes to preschool and Noah's home. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first couple of weeks I was like, so like, <laughs> what are we going to do? I, yeah. I mean, I've like fallen into it, like embrace it now because it's like the last year or so that I haven't gotten time alone with just him because mm-hmm. with their ages so close, I mean, they did everything together and they're even like at this point, they their ages kind of overlap or they they can do a lot of the same activities too. There's so many like, park district activities and things that are like ages three to five. So just now that he turned three, okay, they do a lot of things together, like in the same class, they go to school. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, Hunter going to school on his own on Fridays, I was like, all right, I get some alone time just with Noah. And obviously that'll be a lot more next year when Hunter's <laughs> in kindergarten every day. I can't even, I don't even know how that's going. That's wild. Yeah, kindergarten. What? Ooh, next level. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Not even now. I completely missed this in my introduction just because, you know, our lives look different, but I am a uh, full-time, I almost said full-time mom. I think that's my dream. Uh, full, I'm a full-time, I'm a full-time worker. <laughs> I work full-time which is why Silas goes to a more full-time preschool. It's not like exactly full-time, but it's 8.30, like 2.15 or yeah. He goes Monday through Thursday, right? Yeah. And it's Monday through Thursday. Oh, don't get me started. I've been, if they could just add one more day. There's so many of us parents that are like, but why though? But But why? why? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Monday through Thursday, but yeah. So with working full-time and just having that schedule. It's, I'm very curious to hear other moms, uh, feedback and stories about like how they do all the things, how yeah they feel, because obviously like when you're going to work, you know, you are not with your child. So in some ways you feel bad about missing that time, but it's his, the preschool that we have him in has really been a blessing because he absolutely loves it. So That's it's awesome. been so much easier to like, be comfortable with the fact that he's not with me because I know that where he is, is having so much fun. Like he enjoys going there. Obviously, like, like everyone, I remember you telling me there's the adjustment period for kids when they go to preschool and they're like, 
don't want right. to go or they're hit or miss. But once they get used to it, it's such a good feeling. You're right. Knowing that they're excited to go to school and see their mm-hmm. friends and like everything, it makes it that much easier. Because I do remember thinking like when I, we were trying to decide childcare, am I going to work? Am I going to stay home? And then when preschool happened, yeah, it's like weird because you feel guilty for having, but even if you have like a nanny or someone else, like they look it's just a new experience for them. It's someone else that they're with and it's, it's good for them, even though it feels weird to be away from them at first. Right. But even if you are like a stay at home mom, I think I personally think, like you said, like that time is important, even if you don't necessarily like need to put them in preschool or need to put them in daycare, that interaction, especially learning from a COVID baby um, (laughs) is so, so key to their development. And, you know, yeah, Yeah, because we were worried for the first year or two of his life. He just wasn't around people like we were living in Colorado. We were trying to bring him out into the world. And we had one or two friends that did have children that we tried to get him interacting with, but it just wasn't the same. So we were we were terrified putting him into preschool. We thought he would like just completely shut down. But the kids surprised us and we... We should it never always, have felt that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure so many people can relate to this. I mean, so many people had babies obviously in 2020 and like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just like having, yeah, like a COVID baby, like, oh, we were on lockdown after we had gave birth. It's like, but no, then like for the next two years, I was like two, three years, important moments in our kid's life were so different because nothing was open. We weren't seeing people. I agree. That was the only reason I even put Noah in like a preschool program or whatever mm-hmm. at two, because I was like, he has seen no one in the last two years, like mm-hmm. other than his brother. And I was, yeah, I was worried about him being behind socially and everything. And I'd like to think it had a, had a, I don't know. I like to think it helped. I mean, it definitely helped his transition into like actual preschool. Cause he was more mm-hmm. confident, but um, yeah, it was, that was a lot to think about during 2020, like your children's emotional and social well being. That was crazy. Right. And even the things that you wouldn't necessarily think about, like when COVID hit, it was masks, masks Mm, everywhere. So like thinking back, that was just like normal for him. Like that's all he knew was people with masks for the first two years of his life. When we would go out and about people with masks and like, he never questioned it. I'm not that he could. He couldn't talk. He couldn't talk yet. He didn't think twice. He wasn't like afraid of it or anything. He was just like, oh, cool. Right. That was. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I mean, how did I forget? Like we were wearing masks all the time, but like from the kid's perspective. Yeah. I mean, like they truly didn't know any different. I remember when Hunter had to wear a mask for the first time, you know, at two, um, I thought it was going to be so difficult to get him to wear it. And honestly, he was just like, oh, cool. You you got one. You have one. They have one. I want one. Um, Mm -hmm. And he had no problem wearing it. That being said, every child is different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Noah doesn't give a crap what everyone else is doing (laughs) whenever they like had to start wearing it. I think, well, when Mm -hmm. he started going to like his little preschool, um, at two, his class, I mean, he had to wear a mask. I mean, they worked with the kids because obviously they were still learning, but yeah, he was, it took him a while because even in stores and stuff, I'm like, okay, we're going to the grocery store. Like we got to put on our masks. I'm like, mommy has mine on Hunter has his, let's get yours on. You know, obviously we had the fun masks too, like Batman or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't care. He's like, mm, that life's not for me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he don't blame you, that. Noah. Totally get yeah. it. <laughs> I, I mean, fair. Uh, um, but eventually he got the hang of it. But it's so funny because I remember seeing the pictures from the day of him at school and it would always be like under his nose. Like he'd humor the idea um, <laughs> okay. because it was a teacher telling him, not me. Obviously, if I tell him, he'd be like, yeah, no, he did it like halfway. Um, and now, now at three, he just, he doesn't want to wear a coat. 
coats. We went through pants. <laughs> He's back to wearing pants. Although I have to trick him to wear jeans and we call them his feather pants. I'm like, no, they're so soft. They're like feather pants. He'll wear them if we do that. But he hates buttons, zippers, hoods. Yeah. Thank God. Like the winter has been mild so far, but he is, uh, didn't wear a coat. Didn't wear a coat today. Aww. I just carry his coat in to school. Sweet, sweet Noah. Does he yeah. still carry around? I'm hoping he still loves it. His piece of bread stuffed animal that I gave him. Oh yeah. I think he calls him baby toast or something. He started baby off as Mr. Toast. He was Mr. Bread. Um, but now everything, he, yeah, he's Noah. Again, again, I think it's like just babies in the family. Everything's a baby. He's like, this mm-hmm. is my baby blankie. This is baby <laughs> Yoshi. Like everything's a baby. And so, yeah, now I think he calls him baby toast. <laughs> oh, I, uh, Noah, my sweet, sweet nephew, Noah, uh, just loves all the bread, all the different Uh, forms of bread. Um, The pickiest eater there ever was. You ask him what his favorite food is. And he says, actually, this is, I have to share this, what he told grandma. (laughs) Um, So he literally goes, or I think she asked, I don't know how it was prompted, but she asked like, no, like, what's your favorite food? He's like, I only like sugar and bread. And she's like, (laughs) oh, well, she's like, but how are you going to grow big and strong if you just eat sugar and bread? He goes, well, I eat vitamins. <laughs> and she's like, oh, right. Vitamins. Yeah. By the way, the gummy vitamin covered in like sugar that he takes. The only right. time he takes. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. That's all you need, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, bread loves bread. And so he has mm-hmm. this stuffed animal bread, little toasty guy from you. Loves it. Mm-hmm. What was I going to ask you? Oh yeah. So obviously like moms have all different scenarios when it comes to being a stay-at-home mom, being a working mom out of the house, working mom from home, part-time working mom, blah, 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 blah. There's so many different scenarios now. So you work full-time, you work from home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So how long did you have for maternity leave again? Um, This was before. So I worked for a startup, a tech startup. It started in 2015, but I joined in 2019. So they were still like very much in the works of expanding their HR processes and all of that. And uh, this was before we even had a VP of people ops. So there was nobody like really leading that department. Yeah. So at the time, I think I only got eight weeks. uh, I want to say the norm now is I think at least not the case for everybody, but I think at least 12, which I believe is where we're at now. But at the time I had eight weeks and then I took, I think I had a week or two of PTO that I added on top of it. But yeah, when all is said and done, like eight or eight or nine weeks, probably. Um, yeah. Before I went back. Uh, how did you feel about, was it hard to transition going back to work? And you were working at home at this point too, right? Yep. Yeah. Our, my company is fully remote, like distributed across mostly the U S. Um, so it's always been a remote role and which was, you know, I'm so happy that I, got this remote role prior to getting pregnant and all the things because I those moms who still have to go into an office like after having I don't know how they do it like I think that I would probably quit my job I don't know like do Dorda I don't know do do <laughs> anything I could possibly think of um, yeah I, I that is it's so tough. So tough. But yeah, I know, especially enough. with, I just think yeah. about breastfeeding too, and like pumping and all the things. I don't know. That was overwhelming for me. And so to think about having to like, for those moms and there's so many moms who do, which is amazing. Like their rock stars, like go back to work and then are yeah pumping in the office and like making sure their baby's still fed while going into work. And those are long days and you're away from your child. Like I, yeah, that's, that's a lot. So props to everyone who, who does that. Yeah. Not that it's not that it's, still hard being home too, but like, it's just, I can't relate to that. That seems like that's 
a lot big commitment. Yeah. So that's yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I could do this, but you know, um, just was thinking that I could, uh, silly Megan. I <laughs> thought that for a while, you know, the, the baby doesn't crawl yet. The baby doesn't tug right. walk or any of the, any of the things you just lay there. Thought that I could handle working full-time remotely and taking care of my little tiny baby. Um, sure, sure, sure. at the, at the same time. Um, right. Well, you'll yeah. remember, I thought the same. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the yep. same because that's what I did at first. I, yeah, he was, and well, technically like Hunter was like four months old, but not really, but yeah, wasn't moving that much. And I was like, I can just work. I can just work during the day, mm. watch the baby. And then, yeah, once he's mobile, we'll figure it out. We'll go from there. Ooh, yeah. Not so much. Yeah. So that was funny. Just to rewind a little bit. So I was promoted right before I, I went on maternity right. leave. Um, oh, yeah. Bless my manager at the time. Like not a lot of companies would would do that. Yeah. Then they have to pay you during maternity leave your new pay. Right. Um, but she was a great manager. So she did that. And that was the other layer to it was like, I got this promotion. I have not done the job yet. And immediately... Right. I'm going to be doing that job, whatever that job looks like, um, managing people. And then I thought I could take care of a baby as well. So I don't remember how long that, that I struggled trying to do that. I imagine I, it was probably maybe a month. I don't know. I can't remember how long I gave it, but yeah, it, that, it, I'm sorry for somebody who's able to do that. Like kudos to you. A million people relying on you. Yes. You. Like you need yeah. brain cells right. in a job where you're wearing a lot of hats. It's really hard to like separate or do both at the same time. Like you really got to be like in your work. Knowing our mom, she probably could have done it if she had one of our jobs, but oh, a thousand percent, she would figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I think uh, that's the other reason. Well, she was probably, I think she, she, she encouraged us. I'm sure. Like, right. I mean, and you were, like you said, you were really happy that you found that remote job prior to even getting pregnant. And I did the same thing. I mean, I like specifically took that role, not only because it sounded like so fun, but that company community management, but because it, I knew it was remote and I was like, that's what I want for when whenever I'm ready to have a baby, I did not know it would be like six years later, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> would have loved to get out and to be in an right. office, I guess when I was, instead of just sitting at home by myself, still not pregnant, but um, yeah, it worked out, I guess in the end, even though I ended up only working for another year, I worked for a year and then on Hunter's mm -hmm. first birthday, I decided to be a stay at home mom full time, which um wasn't the plan, but plans change. Mm -hmm. Yep, they sure <laughs> do. But yeah, after a month of struggling, then we like, we didn't want to, at the time, like I completely forgot, like, it's not that we didn't want to even put him into daycare. It wasn't our first option. We didn't want to, since he was a newborn, but uh, it was COVID. So there were no daycares. Open. Right, so, right. Um, oh my gosh. Duh. Right. Circling back, putting all the pieces together. That is why <laughs> we ended up making the move from Colorado to North Carolina is because we could not get, you know, we didn't have a nanny in Colorado. So I, we actually didn't get help. Yeah. We didn't get help until we moved to North Carolina, which was, I don't know if I can't even remember timeline, but I think a few months after he was born. Yeah. So we made the move to North Carolina because my mother-in-law is retired and offered to help watch him part-time. Yeah. So even if it was part-time, any help was more than the help that we were getting now. Yeah, we made the move across the country and did that, but yeah, it was nuts. And then even there, like I, I didn't want, um, I didn't want my mother-in-law to have to do that forever. Um, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't fair to like rely on her for that long. So even when we got to North Carolina, you know, we're putting him on like 
all these wait lists and nobody had spots. Nothing was open. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy time. And then I think that's another thing that people don't tell you. And I didn't even realize this, but like a lot of people put their children on wait lists like before they're even born because yeah learn that yeah you can't get in anywhere and I'm like that's wild especially as a first time mom like never would have thought of that I would have that wouldn't even be on my radar yet (laughs) like right I don't know that's just crazy but yeah and then COVID it's limiting yeah absolutely I'm trying to think of like the timeline of things yeah we so we actually did we for a while, maybe six months. I think I'm getting my timeline mixed up. We we did stay for at least six, six to eight months after he was born. We stayed in Colorado because I remember he he went through two nannies. The first nanny was absolutely amazing. Like I am, at, I need to actually share this with you. She has a YouTube channel now. She was a preschool teacher for the longest time, bilingual, spoke Spanish, the sweetest, sweet, her name is Crystal, the sweetest, sweetest woman ever. And we were so blessed to have her as a very first nanny because she just treated him like he was so, so special. Learning later on, found out that like she was actually going through like a difficult time in her life and Silas actually helped her get through that. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's crazy because she ended up moving. So we had to find another nanny who was not, not as good. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Crystal, she actually reached out to me. I was randomly thinking about her the other day and it's crazy how the universe works, but I was thinking about her, thinking about reaching out to her. And a couple of days later, she reached out to me with this long text saying that she's thinking about us, thinking about Silas, wanted to let us know about her YouTube channel, which her videos have thousands and thousands of views. Now she said that Silas and like, this brought me to tears, but she said Silas inspired her to do this YouTube channel and it's her reading books to children. So yeah, it's crazy. Like how things come full circle. And, um, she was even like, yeah, like, yeah, she's like, if Silas has a favorite book, let me know. I I'll do a video for him. And uh, oh my gosh, we're going to have to share a link to her YouTube channel in the show notes because people need to know about this. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's amazing person. I won't talk too much on the second nanny that we had in North Carolina, but (laughs) let's just say she gave my baby a haircut. That's right. Did not ask her to. And for all the babysitters, caregivers, nannies, any, everyone who watches a child that is not your own, (laughs) take note, do not cut their hair (laughs) without, I mean, just don't, but like, especially without asking. I, I mean, she was a very, very, very nice woman. She was a a little bit older, like, and when I say older, like she was probably like our age, but uh, she very kind soul. Um, I really liked her as a person, but I, I, I don't think she had enough experience for like some things that would, you would think would be common sense. Right. Um, I have learned the hard way, like with, with babysitters or nannies. And I've had everyone from like a 40 year old to a 16 year old, but don't assume people know, like, cause you right. should, like you think it's common sense, learned. but it's yeah. like, okay. Didn't know right. I had to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. She, Bless her heart. She thought she was doing me a favor. So this is this is the quick story. So yes, let's hear. Um, <laughs> so basically, it was a few days prior to the actual uh, terrifying event. Um, <laughs> I was talking to her, and I was like, "Yeah, like Silas had not gotten a professional haircut yet." But I was telling her, I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I've been meaning to cut his hair. Like it's in his face. I just like he's so squirmy." And just having a casual chat with her, right, like, right, right. So- you know, I, I got to just wait for a time where he's like sitting still. 
Um, that, that's all that was said. And so wait, um, real quick. And now I can't remember. So you have yeah. at this point, could you cut his hair at all? Um, yes, I had. Okay. I did not, you did, but he has not did. gone to get a haircut though. Like, no, you and, did. but she also does not know that I have given him a haircut before. Yeah. Um, like that's not something you discuss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was just saying like, oh, with the length of his hair, I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to trim it, but like, he's just very squirmy. So it was just mm-hmm. a comment like that. Kind of like, you know, that was just regular. Yeah. Fast forward to, I think it actually was like the day after um, so she was watching, we had a two story house. She was watching him upstairs. I was working in the office downstairs. I come, I always came up during my lunch a to just like check on the situation. What's going on. See my mm-hmm. baby say hi. And I come up and I, I noticed something's different about him. And I'm like looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like, didn't, I didn't jump to conclusions, but I I'm like looking and looking. And then I, I look she doesn't say anything. And I look at her. I'm like, did you cut his hair? And she goes, yeah. Like, she's so proud of herself. She's like, yeah, I did. She's like, you were talking about how, you know, can't oh. get him to sit still and do it. And she's like, I, he was sleeping there. I saw the prime opportunity. So yeah, I did. Like she, it was, she thought she did so good. And I'm like, like she thought she was taking something off your plate, but like, right. Don't I, touch my baby's hair. <laughs> oh my God. Immediately. So I said nothing. I was like, oh. Oh, because I wasn't about to explode. Like, I'm not that person. I'm not going to like unleash right. everything on you. So quickly got my lunch. I uh, didn't say anything to her. Went back down. I remember we had like a parent. We have a parent's channel at my company on Slack. So I immediately jumped in there being a new mom. I'm like, yeah, this is what happened. Can somebody please tell me, is this normal? Like, should I, be, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm exploding. Am I overreacting? Everyone's like, holy shit. What the fuck? No, I can't believe she did that. Like, so like. They all rest, like rest assured, like, no, that is not normal. Like they should, she should not be doing that. So right. but I'm like texting Dan. I'm like, like he's at work. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe she did this. Like, I, I'm thinking like, I need to fight her. I need to fight her. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, well, it just feels like it's got to feel so like, oh, it's like an invasion of space. Like that's your baby. And that's just hair. <laughs> yes. And she also, this is probably important. She definitely didn't have any kids herself. I think she was like 27 years old or something like that. I don't think she had besides like babysitting. I think she yeah. babysat like more of like toddlers, older kids. She doesn't, didn't necessarily have that experience, but, but um, I think that's important to mention because I think if she was yeah. a mom and like had her own kids, right. I don't even think she would ever think to do that. Or she would definitely ask like, Hey, if like, if I will, I don't mind doing it. If you need his hair trimmed, like I, I could see a mom like asking, but like no mom would ever just cut someone else's child's hair without right anything (laughs) right so I collected I can't remember if it was when she left when I had the talk with her if it was the next day I kind of want to think it's the I want to say it's the next day because I think I I think I needed some time to like process um you're out so I remember yeah I remember talking her to the next day and I'm just like hey so I tried to be as calm as possible and I'm just like I understand that you thought that this was like a good thing. You know, I do remember the conversation that we had. I was, you know, sharing that. Um, But I'm like, luckily this wasn't his first haircut, but I told her, I was like, that could have been his first haircut. And as a mom, like that's as a parent, like that's sounds silly, but that's an important, that's a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I felt bad because she immediately, it was like, oh my gosh. Like she felt so bad. Like the opposite. She, 
she thought she did good and no right she, she right she didn't mean it she didn't mean to like overstep or anything she yeah genuinely genuinely was just right to help, but. so like then like it was all the feels and that I felt bad because she was so disappointed in herself and she like she thought she was gonna get fired she's like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry like I will never like I will so anyway like we we got over that it was just like yeah. um yeah like you said like you don't assume people know I, the thing I know um, yeah yeah that's like one of our summer babysitters again, like 16, super young, um, said, you know, claims that she had a lot of experience watching kids and has a lot of siblings and cousins and that she babysits and everything. And again, like I was home, like upstairs Mm -hmm. in the office, it was like a few hours a morning. Yeah. Like things you think you don't have to mention, like didn't change Noah's diaper for like four hours. And he, and he was like, sagging and I was like first day I gave her the benefit of the doubt I was like okay maybe he's just like peed a lot today I was like oh buddy you're your, your diaper's really full let's get you changed and she was like bye like right when she was leaving and then like it happened again like two days later and I like realized I had to be like he needs at least two diaper changes. Like he's not going to tell you like, Hey, change me. Like he's too young for that. Mm -hmm. Like just change his diaper. But like, yeah, things like that. I'm like, I kind of just thought that was common knowledge. Like he's too. And you know, he's not body trained. So like change his diaper. Right. But especially like if you see the sag happening, you see I mean, like his pants were like almost falling off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So now that Silas is older and he goes to preschool. um, Yeah. How does that look like with your work schedule? Like, how do you manage that? Like you said, he goes Monday through Thursday. It's not like a full day, but like it is a full day, not like mm-hmm. necessarily your work hours, but has that been an easier transition than like having someone watching him in the house or like trying to do all the hundred, things? Yes. A hundred percent. I would say it is much, especially just with our, the house setup that it is now we're in a ranch. So we don't have an upstairs downstairs. And for everyone listening, my sister moved back to Illinois. Woo. <laughs> yes. We're in St. So Charles now. We moved back in, uh, technically June, but we moved into our house in August after living with the ramps. And now I get to see my sissy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, cause our boys are so close in age, so they get to see right. each other and play. It's nice. Yeah. Silas is like hunting Noah, hunting Noah, hunting Noah. <laughs> Although lately, sorry, not getting sidetracked lately. He's no. been really more obsessed, like with Hunter. Um, I know I've kind of noticed that, which is funny, but I think it's just like you said, like, it's, you know, that's how Hunter is with like my nephew, like on the other side. Cause he's like three years older than Hunter. And he's just like, it's all he wants to do is yeah. walk around. So yeah, every, um, <laughs> lately the last like two times we saw you guys uh you know he he brings his couple toys to wherever going usually like mom and dad's house your house mm-hmm. whatever um and he goes this one's for me this one's for hunter and i'm like but what about <laughs> noah uh this one's for noah <laughs> yeah uh sure <laughs> okay okay it's funny how it looks like now i would say is um it it at first dan and i were both were working full time he was out of the house it's like night and day him being out of the house, especially like with his age now that he's so active. I think I could still probably get a good amount of work done and have a pretty solid day with him being at home because obviously like he's, he's here on Fridays. um, Dan watches him on Fridays and I've switched my hours. I work eight to four, but there, you know, he's home at like two 30. So there is like a couple, uh, an hour or two at the end of the day that he's home. And um, yeah, and it's been fine. I mean, honestly, like He's so usually so dead tired at, after yeah, preschool, totally. which has been saying, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, at first it was hard. So Dan and I were both working full time. Sometimes Dan wasn't getting home until like 
six 30, sometimes seven o'clock. So, mm-hmm. you know, even with Silas being tired, he still wanted my attention. Um, so it was hard for a while, like being, I was finding myself having to like make up the last two hours, like working at night or I don't take a lunch. I mean, <laughs> that's just not with, I don't know, with the job that I have, like, I, it's just not worth it to take a lunch unless I like really yeah. need to like go out somewhere. So like, I don't take a lunch. So that was also like where my head was. I was like, okay, well, I don't take a lunch anyway. So like this yeah. part of this could be my lunch. Like I have to like figure things out and multitask and it's been nice to be able to just like work until four o'clock. And sometimes not that I want to work longer hours, but yeah, you know, if I have something more on my plate, there's a lot of times Silas, you know, ends up taking a nap because he's so tired. So right. sometimes I get until five o'clock. Yeah. Um, well, then so that's nice been, too, cause you're yeah. like, you're focused. It's a lot easier when you're just like in the flow of it already. And you're doing your work and getting stuff done as opposed to having to stop and then do this and having to stop and do that. So yeah, like kind of tag teaming it and both of you and Dan being able to help out so you can like get whatever done is yeah. awesome. It's such, such a crazy, like switch before you have kids. It's like, you work, work like annoys you. And you're like, Oh, I don't want to work. I don't want to do this. And then when you have kids, you're like, God, I wish I just had the time to work. I just wish (laughs) I could get the time to work. Like you take, you take that time for granted, like you being able to work eight hours a day. And like, not that like, if I couldn't, if I didn't have to work, I wouldn't work like screw that. Um, but you know, it's, it's such a different mind shift now. It's like, now, like these are these are my precious, precious hours when he's right. at preschool. It's like, I need to get everything done yes. like, as much as I possibly can. And it's like, you, you cherish those hours now. Literally couldn't agree more. Like that is the one thing that people don't, you know, like people love to say when you're pregnant, you're going to have like your first child, like, Oh, life's never going to be the same or it's not about yeah. you anymore. But and right. like, okay. Like you get it and you hear it and they're not wrong. But like the biggest thing I feel like becoming a mom, it's like, yeah, your time is, has to be so strategic in everything Mm -hmm. because you like, you don't get to do things when you feel like it anymore. Like I'm tired. I'll just do that task later. Like, nope, this is your hour. It's now or never Mm -hmm. like, like right now kids are at preschool. This is why we're podcasting now. Like I have Mm -hmm. an hour or two of silence, um, minus Stella, who's always snoring in the background, but, um, (laughs) she's Ellie. She's always here. Um, <laughs> you're so right. It's like, now you're like, Oh, thank God. Like I need this time. There's never enough time. <laughs> like to, right. to get stuff done never and prior is. to kids. It's just like, you feel like you have so much time to fill. And now it's just like, man, the hours just slip away. Cause every second is filled with something, right? Like you're either the work version of yourself, the wife, like the mom doing mom stuff. Like God forbid you have a social life or like see some family every now and then like, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Time is managing time is a special. There should be like a whole course before you have a child in like time management. And, but like from a all around human perspective, not just like managing your time for work, but right. like work life balance course. <laughs> is what it yeah, be. absolutely. I'm not even I don't even feel confident that I'm like at the level I should be with that time management in life because, you know, my work is just like never ending. Like there's, there's always something that I could be doing, always something that I can be getting ahead of. And I think the next thing that I need to fix is like, I mentioned, like, I don't take a lunch. Like sometimes like I will realize that like, oh shit, like 
I've been sitting in my chair for the last eight hours. I didn't even get up. I didn't even go to the bathroom, yeah. um, which is not good. So, yeah, you need to but I, <laughs> right. But ideally, like I would like to bake time in, you know, the other benefit of working remotely is that you are at your house. You Absolutely. can put in a little laundry. You can right. do some dishes. Not that that's what I want to do, but you I can know take that that a means- lunch and go for a walk, listen to a podcast, right. do something for yourself on your that lunch sounds- break. Better. But I get what you're saying. You're like, oh, I'll just cut that short. So then I don't have, then you get the time on the mm-hmm. other end. But it's hard to make that switch of like, I do need to bake some time in for myself because otherwise, especially when they're at school, like if you have that lunch, like, yeah, take it. Like, yes, you can use it to get stuff done, but you can also use it to just like do you for a second. Yeah. Because the I second think, they like, come home, then it's like mom right. mode till bedtime. Exactly. I think like my first step, like you said, like I, I do owe it to myself to carve some, even if it's like 15 minutes, just doing something that I want to do, getting outside, whatever, because yeah, like you said, that's the other part about working remotely is that when you worked in an office, like even if you're only like a 15 minute drive, you get that time to like decompress just a little bit before jumping into mom mode. When you work from home, it's literally like I, I wake up in the morning, he's up, I'm in mom mode, I'm making his lunch, I'm helping get out, get him out the door. As soon as we get him out the door, I'm in my office, I'm in work mode. And then right. I spend my day in here. And then at four o'clock, um, you know, if, if he's not sleeping, um, four o'clock, I exit mom mode immediately. And he's immediately wanting me, immediately wanting all the things. So there is no, if I don't get, give myself some sort of me time source, some of source, some sort of break, it's just one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And then by right. the time he goes to bed, I'm tired. And, you know, I've, I've told you, yeah. we're still, we're still working on the sleep situation where, you know, I need yeah. to like be in his room until he falls asleep. So working on that. So yeah, it's just like never, it's never ending. And if I, yeah, you're right. If I don't give myself that time, I'm just going to be like, hold constantly. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a, that's a very long day. And to be doing that like over and over and over again, like every day Mm -hmm. of the week is I can imagine draining, but I know you're definitely not the only person who experiences that, especially so so many people working from home now. Yeah. It's yeah. The lines are blurred and you're right. That drive home from work or going, that's important. I'm sure so many people didn't even realize how important it was until they didn't have that little commute anymore mm-hmm. to kind of separate work from home life. We struggle with that too. Josh obviously works from home when he's not traveling and it's just everything's mixed together and it's, there's pros and cons, right? Like you said, oh, you do work from home so you can put in some laundry or do this. And it's the same thing with him. I mean, like he's home. So like if I had to hop on a quick podcast call, he can work on his computer and keep an eye on the kids for an hour or he can take his lunch and come down and hang out with the kids, but like pros and cons, right? Cause again, it's like, everything's blurred. He's like on the phone, walking around the house, like taking a work call, messing up the flow of the day that I have. Right. There's less of a separation of work. It's just everything is constantly blurred. Yeah. And I think in general for everyone, especially parents, like it's super important to set boundaries and try and separate those the most, the best that you can just for like your own sanity. I've talked to a lot of women who feel this way and I definitely can relate, but like a lot of times moms, you lose yourself in motherhood, right? Especially in those first handful of years when you're trying to just like figure it all out and they just need so much of you at a young age and you lose like who you are. And like, what do you, like, if someone asked me, I've gotten better in the last like year, but like, if someone asked me last year, like, Oh, what's your hobby? Or like, what do you, I'd be like, uh, 
what? I don't, who am I? Like, I don't even know. What do I like? Like, who am I? And so Mm -hmm. it's so important to even take the time to read a book or I've started. And again, easier said than done doesn't happen every day, but I get up before the kids and that does require me to go to bed at a certain time. Like I have to be really good about that. And that doesn't happen all the time. Cause it's always the struggle of like, do I want to stay up late and like, just be without them and like mm-hmm. watch TV or get something done. But then I'm up late. And then like the next morning just starts with like them waking me up and like hopping into the day. Or do I want to get to bed earlier? Which I, it seems to, it feels better when I do this, but it just doesn't always happen. But like get to bed earlier, wake up before them and have the quiet, like then I'm in control of the day. You know, like I wake up, mm-hmm drink my coffee, like get a little something done, or at least just like get myself ready. Right. Like take a quick, take a quick bod shower. Let's be real. I wash my mm-hmm. hair like once a week, right. yeah. but like, what is shampoo? Let's what not get crazy. Shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, get ready really quick. So then when they're up, I'm like, okay, I have control. I can start the day, but I think it's all these little habits that you can create, like by stopping work at a certain time or taking a lunch or doing one small thing for yourself a day that will help you that helps moms like stay grounded and like who you are, because it is so easy to just be like, you're, you don't do like your body and your mind and your heart is like split a thousand places for everybody else. Like your job has a part of you and your husband and your child and like, God forbid, like friends or whatever. And it's like, you Mm -hmm. don't leave anything for yourself. And it, it is, you can get lost in motherhood for sure. So, um, yeah, you should, uh, you should take that lunch break. <laughs> yeah, I think I should. And uh, I could have, this is probably just another conversation that we can have, but I, I can talk forever about like the, that the act of losing yourself and like mm-hmm. uh, so many things, but those that work like remotely full-time or part-time or whatever, like what we, what we shouldn't forget is that like these companies, they are getting so much more out of us <laughs> than yes. if we were in the office. So I should not feel bad. Like you have my full attention. I am working constantly for eight hours. I guess what? I'm going to pretend that I'm going to go, I'm in the office and I'm going to go walk over to the water station and get right. a cup of water. I'm going to book that into my calendar. And that's we shouldn't feel bad about that because that is what we don't get anymore. So like you're yeah. already getting so much more productivity out of us because of just us being there at our fingertips at all times. Yeah. That we of course. I mean, think about, about the time that like, yeah, I remember when I did work in an office, it was like the amount of time that I would spend, oh, just like talking with people, going over to the kitchen area or wherever to like get coffee. Mm-hmm. And then you like talk about a coworker. And like, yes, that's important to have like relationships with like within the company and whatever, but like the actual time spent. And then like with your community, yeah, they are definitely, you are working much more. So like, I don't think anyone who works remote should ever feel bad about like, oh, weird. Hmm. I just took 15 minutes to God forbid, go to the bathroom, get something to drink. And, like, no, take I, I think that should just be a part of the work culture. If your company is like fully remote, they should encourage the employees. And I, my company like somewhat does, but it's not, if it was a little bit more structured and like, yeah. we really pushed people more to like bake that into their calendar and like make it a thing. Yeah. Um, I think more people would be opt to do it, but because it's just like, they don't push it. Cause why would they push it? Like, why would they like, yeah, but this really sucks that I have to go back to work. <laughs> I, I got to go back to work. <laughs> Fair enough. See, we did it. We did it though. We like power chatted in our, right. in our time that we had. And yeah, uh, this, this was time for myself. Like, so yes. yeah, I loved it. it. I loved it. Yeah. I was so excited. I even like checked in with you. I was like, are you, this is, 
you're working, right? But like you get to take a break, but you did it. You took I did me time. I we said had a nice chat. I said, I Jacqueline, it. I put it on my calendar. I baked yeah. you in. I moved my meetings around just yes. so we can do. And you work hard enough, so you deserve it. <laughs> yes. I do. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that I got to chat with you on the podcast, obviously. And yes. of course, we'll be talking again. And yeah, we're gonna have to dive in more to the whole like topic of how motherhood changes you and losing yourself and finding uh-huh. yourself, I should say too. Because again, just because you became a mom doesn't mean you already had all your shit together. We're still like young adults, like figuring out life. So that's a whole nother layer of, oh, now I have no time to figure out my life. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Uh, losing yourself and like, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I found myself yet. Like, I think I'm still no. looking for myself. <laughs> like, I, like, I think I'm getting close, but like no idea. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Still, it, feel, it feels like it, like I'm at reach there, but like still- yeah still walking blindly and then totally agreed. So yeah, we will have to, we'll have to chat about that another time, but thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks (laughs) for inviting me. Yes. Many more chats to come. I'm sure. sure. Very excited to have this space, not only for myself selfishly, um, but (laughs) obviously everybody else. And I'm so excited to hear everybody else's stories and what they're going through and just more reassurance that uh, I am not alone in this crazy adventure of mom life. Absolutely. I agree. And it's very comforting to have these conversations and to not feel alone and, and all that is motherhood, which as this conversation showed is a lot of things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're just getting started. (laughs) We are just getting started people. (laughs) All right. Well, until we chat next time, I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you couldn't tell, I had a fabulous time talking to my sister. It's so much fun chatting motherhood with the people you love most. So if this episode resonated with you or someone came to mind, share the podcast. Share it with your sister maybe. Share it with your friend. My only hope is that women don't feel alone in all the things we experience on the journey to motherhood and in motherhood. Tag me on Instagram at motherhood underscore intended. Let me know you're listening to the show. Tag a friend who might be interested in listening. I would really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode, the best thing you could do, write a review. Please share your thoughts on the podcast. You can go to Apple hit a star rating, write a review on Spotify. I think it's just a star rating, but I love the feedback. And honestly, the more people that review it, the more women we can get in front of to grow this community. So women know that they're not alone in anything they experience on the journey to motherhood and through motherhood. Thanks again for listening. And I will talk to you next week.